0: and my love to everybody that's joining us from all over the world. You know, we're going through an unprecedented time. And when this opportunity arose to address our youth, our emerging possibilities, the greater future of who we are as a planet, I felt deeply honored to be able to voice what I wished I would have heard when I was a teenager. Many of you are not just navigating the realities of being a young adult, but you're also navigating social media, greater pressures at large, as well as the expectations of your parents. And what I will say to you is that there comes a point in our lives where we have to begin to question what it is that we're living for. I want you to know from the beginning of our time together that you are not broken, You don't need healing, and you don't need fixing. I want you to stop apologizing for your uniqueness, and I want you to recognize that your uniqueness is your superpower. How you think and how you feel and what it is that you're drawn to explore, both in your free time as well as through your academic pursuits, is something that I believe has the power to change the world in the coming years. The more we allow people to naturally be who they are and to express their individuality, the more they're able to operate in harmony with themselves and in harmony with all of life. There is nothing else in nature that needs to go to school to learn how to be itself. As human beings, we have become preoccupied with seeking validation and approval from outside of us. And I believe that this is the reason why suicide and anxiety and bullying are at pandemic levels. We must once again be empowered to recognize that every single human being, regardless of their age, regardless of their race, their nationality, their gender or choice of sexual expression is a unique being who is here to further the evolutionary potential of us all. So I am honored to be with all of you at this time, and I'm honored to be able to be with you at this important juncture in human history. Many of you by now have been in self quarantine and self isolation for minimally six to eight weeks. In this time, you've discovered that nothing in life is certain, that things can change in a moment, that the world that we're engaging in can be unpredictable. But what you're also learning in the midst of this impermanence of the reality that we call life is that you are resilient, that you are blessed, that you have the gift and blessing of community, and that you have the potential and possibility within this window of time to fundamentally redefine who you are what you're living for, and why you are here. As somebody who grew up being Indian in the UK, I was conditioned into believing in some way, shape or form that I was an ethnic minority. And that's a product of the British schooling system. However, the truth is, I'm a part of an ethnic majority. There happen to be 1.5 billion Indians all over the world today. And so you see what we allow to define us can either limit us or it can set us free. So the limitations that you've taken on, for the most part, initially through the school system, and then beyond through your peer group, have either served to empower you or have served to limit you. And the one thing that I want you to know more than anything is that you have to, at this point, begin to revert back to what feels the most peaceful and loving in your heart. What I can say to you after 41 years of life and living is it you won't make everybody happy, is it not everybody's going to agree with you, and that sometimes having the courage to be who you are may be met with judgment or criticism. But we live in a world now that is freer than at any other point in human history. People have advocated on behalf of the rights of not just us as a species, but the rights of this planet and the collective experience that we wish to experience beyond our own lives, the world that we wish to leave behind for our children and our grandchildren. So in this moment, it's important that we realize that we're enough. That everyone in our lives is just doing the best that they can. Because they too experience some form of conditioning or some form of limitation that they're living through. But that doesn't mean that you have to. It doesn't mean that you have to perpetuate the choices and decisions that have been made before you. It doesn't mean that you have to continue to live in fear, to feel guilty or ashamed for being who you are. In any moment, You can be freed to be who you are, to live in the totality of who you were created to be, and to return to the love and the peace that is your essential nature. Now, people have labeled me as a spiritual teacher, but really, I believe we're all spiritual. I believe that we all fundamentally are oriented toward doing the best that we can to help and love not just ourselves, but others. This is a fundamental, basic gift that we all have, and that gift translates as service, That gift translates in its most powerful form as advocacy on behalf of aspects of life and living that don't have a voice. So today, I'm here to advocate on behalf of you. And I'm here to advocate on behalf of you in a way that I wish somebody would have advocated on behalf of me. Being Indian, I um, went into university uh, wanting to study philosophy, but my grandfather, who was a first-generation immigrant, who moved to the UK with three pounds in his pocket and five children, talked me out of that philosophy degree into doing something law and business related. Because at that point, uh, in the early 90s, uh, if you weren't a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant, by Indian standards, you are a failure. Uh, tech hadn't become a thing yet. And so I had moved away from my original choice of wanting to study philosophy, which makes perfect sense now, to all of a sudden appease Uh, my grandfather, to to make him happy, to, in some way, shape, or form, make him proud of me. And in that choice, of course, I uh, was miserable. Uh, I didn't resonate with my life at all. I had no passion for what I was studying. I had no greater belief in what I was doing, because I was all of a sudden living somebody else's version of my life. And I'm sharing this example with you, just as one way in which we compromise who we authentically are one way in which we begin to diminish our light, our love, and our potential. You see, when we live for the approval of others, whether it be a family member, or whether it be friends or a peer group, or people that you respect and admire, whenever we live with any voice of external authority, we are going to diminish our capacity and our potential in this world. And that doesn't mean that you just don't listen to people, of course you do. You listen to everybody that's come before you because their experience is invaluable. However, you at some point have to have the courage to make a choice that resonates with your heart. At some point, you have to have the courage to speak your truth and to share what you've come here to share. I recently, uh, during this COVID-19 scenario, uh, I was experiencing extreme pain uh, in my rear left molar and subsequently had to go and have an emergency root canal. And my dentist, while he had the block, the spacer in my mouth, asked me a question. He said, panastrocy, I'm a huge fan when do you think the world will finally express its full potential? And I mumbled with the space room in my mouth an answer to him that I will now translate in the absence of that space. I said, we will realize our full potential as a species when we are no longer making choices from survival, when we're no longer basing our choices from fear, lack and scarcity, when we're finally empowered to choose from our hearts, to be artists, to be creatives, to be innovators, to be entrepreneurs, to be people that color outside of the lines, to be outliers, to forge our own future. In the not too distant past, had you said that you wanted to be a computer programmer, people would have looked at you like you had two heads. Now, thanks to the success of many corporations that have utilized the internet and software development as a platform, being a computer developer has become a very cool thing. And so you see, Everything in time evolves, and you are a part of that evolutionary change. In my new book, I outline the root cause of why we suffer, and it's not what most people think it is. You know, I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing and sitting down with some of the most powerful people in the world who have made a positive change in every area of life and living. And the one thing that I've discovered across the board is that regardless of what they've accomplished externally, they have this inner feeling of not being enough. And that inner feeling of not being enough stems from being told over and over again that you're not doing it properly, that there's something wrong with you, that, that if only you could be the way that other people wanted you to be, if only you could show up in the way that other people expected you to be, then you'd be more happier, that you would be more fulfilled. And of course, the truth is that we're beginning to wake up and we're beginning to see through the illu- see through the illusion of conformity. More isn't more. I've, ex- I've had the pleasure of working with people who have accomplished success at every level. And I can tell you that the majority of them are absolutely miserable. So in my time here with you, I want to save you time. If you're not living for your passion, and you're not living for a purpose, and you're not living to be of service, then at that point, you're not living. You're just going through the motions. And I don't want that for you. So what I would have said to my 13-year-old self is, don't panic, it's okay, follow your heart. Listen to what everybody has to say, but follow your heart, follow your passion, follow your purpose, help people, serve people, and through that helping people and serving people, you'll find your way. As you navigate your way beyond COVID-19, there are certain things that I want you to fundamentally disengage from because they're undermining you. Please don't compare your life to other people on social media. Don't hold up your newsfeed to somebody else's newsfeed or your timeline to somebody else's timeline. People are posting the photoshopped version of their lives, and they're only posting the highlights. I want you to use your social media platforms as a way of sharing authentically how you're doing, really expressing how you're feeling, to really communicate in a powerful way what you're going through, and to encourage others to do the same. We have all of these mediums at our disposal now that I never had growing up we have all of these wonderful avenues of communication that weren't available to us. And I believe that through the use of those mediums, through the loving use of them, through using them for service, we can begin to access people who are struggling. We can begin to access people who are suicidal, who are depressed, who are in some way, shape or form riddled with anxiety. And so we, in this moment, have the opportunity to redefine what it means to be human. But that takes courage and the courage that I want you to display is the courage to dare to be different. The high school system and structure is set up in various peer groups that you're meant to identify with in order to find a sense of safety and belonging. And it's not too dissimilar than the herd mentality that we see uh, displayed by animals in nature. But at some point we have to realize that every now and again, it's perfectly okay to be a rainbow colored zebra that we don't have to look like every other zebra in the herd that at some point our uniqueness, our uniqueness of expression, our uniqueness of being, our uniqueness of feeling, our uniqueness of loving, the way in which we experience life is our strength. And so I want you to be freed of all of these feelings of not being enough, because the truth is you're more than enough and you always have been. I want you to know that the people who really advocate on behalf of you are the people that make you feel love in your heart, the people who are not advocating on behalf of you, are the people that make you feel bad, that make you feel in some way like you're wrong, that that don't advocate on behalf of you feeling good, that don't advocate on behalf of healthy choices, that don't advocate on behalf of you being of service. And so very quickly, you can begin to discern about through how you feel when you're with certain people, whether that relationship is beneficial or not. It's important that you have the courage to use this discernment begin to create a support group around you of people that feel good to be around that you feel peaceful around that you feel joyful around because the feeling that you reinforce over and over again becomes your neurology and your biology and the choices and decisions that you're making now will either set you up to fly or they will hold you back for the majority of your life until one day crisis or awakening brings you to your knees so that you can see who you've become, so that you can return to your heart and redefine who you are. So the redefinition that we have the opportunity to engage in now is the most powerful one. Are you going to continue to perpetuate all of those thoughts and feelings that you had before COVID-19? Are you going to continue to look at yourself in the mirror and think that there's something wrong with you because you look different than everybody else? Or are you going to realize that you're a part of a collective expression called humanity, that we're all brothers and sisters and that we're all in this together. I'd like to think that by virtue of the fact that you're here, you're here to advocate on behalf of the latter. It's time to wake up. It's time to own who you are. And it's time to recognize your greater potential. For the parents that are tuning in, please leave your children alone. The reason why you've struggled so much in your lives is because your parents didn't leave you alone. So you had to live through their lens. You had to meet their expectations. You had to fulfill their hopes and their dreams. And so just please remember that even though your children were born into your family and they're a product of the love that you have shared, that they don't belong to you. They belong to all of us, they belong to the world, they belong to the greater possibility and potential that is human evolution. And that it's important that we advocate on behalf of all of them. Now, as I'm sitting here right now, I have two seven-year-olds and two five-year-olds who are swimming in the pool outside. And I'm so happy because they get to be themselves. They get to be who they are. They get to make choices that are in alignment with their hearts. And so we as parents have the opportunity also to evolve and to recognize that any issue that we're having with anyone in our life, whether it be our children, our spouse, or any other adult is nothing more than an issue that we're having with ourselves, accountability and responsibility in the parental equation allows for liberation of the child. And so in this moment, again, we've got this sacred blessing and opportunity of this time through which we get to redefine how we live. Mother Teresa once shared, if you want to transform the world, go home and love your families. If you want to transform the world, go home and love your families. People who are loved and embraced for who they are, go on to be productive, self-confident members of society. Individuals, when they are constantly reinforced with the messaging of not being enough, go on to be wounded for the duration of their lives, unable to find fulfillment and happiness through the simplest of things. So as we're here, as a community advocating on behalf of life, love, freedom, and harmony for all, it is important that we recognize that we have the capacity to either sentence someone to a life of pain or to uplift them and to liberate them from their suffering. In this moment, I would like you all to commit, first of all, to your uniqueness. So leave me a yes in the chat if you're with me. The first commitment is to commit to your uniqueness. Leave me a yes in the chat if you're with me. That is the most important foundational commitment that we can make. Yes to your uniqueness. Yes to being who you are, to thinking the way that you think, to feeling the way that you feel, to pursuing the passions that you feel drawn to pursue, to living in harmony and alignment with your heart, and to following the service opportunities that best serve you, that best support you, and that best enliven you every day. Wonderful. That's important because the most precious commodity that we have is time, and I don't want you to waste it. In some ways, I'm here today to save you time. I don't want you to go through anything that I've had to go through. So allow me to be that shortcut for you. Secondly, realize that the highest expression of human life is to be of service. The highest expression of human life is to be of service. That when you get to a point where you graduate from university, or you begin to create companies and businesses, or you begin to move into the working world, allow that work to be some form of service. Allow it to be driven by your heart. Allow it to be driven by the love that you are. Allow it to be driven by the passion that you have in your heart. I have very successfully been able to take care of my family through being of service to the world. And I want you to know that it's entirely possible. I grew up in East London. The Majority of my friends were making choices that weren't exactly, let's say, the best of choices. But you know what? I had a different opportunity. I could perpetuate all of those choices that they were making, or I could choose something that would make a difference, not just in my life, but in the lives of millions of people all over the world. So daring to be different also means having the courage to make choices that are connected to your heart, even though those around you may not be. People around you might, might, might be wanting to go out and drink and party and engage in behaviors that are just fundamentally undermining their future. But in those moments, you have to consider, well, what's important for me? Is this aligned with me being of service? Is this aligned with my highest expression? Are these choices and decisions going to get me to the finality that I'm moving toward, or are they going to just create suffering for myself and for everybody that loves me? And so the second commitment is to make choices and decisions that are based in love, even if they are not being supported by your peer group, even if they're not being supported by your circle of friends, I want you to commit to choosing that which is in your highest and best in every moment. So if you're with me, leave me a yes in the chat. Will you commit to making choices that are in your highest and best, that are advocating on behalf of your future and that are loving? Wonderful. And just take a breath. Commit to being yourself. Commit to making choices that set you up. To be your highest and best. And then the third and final choice, never apologize for being who you are. Never question your perfection. Never question the fact that you're loved. Recognize that innately by virtue of the fact that you were born and by virtue of the fact that the same infinite intelligence that is right now animating all of life created you, that you're not a mistake, that you're not broken, that you don't need to be healed and you don't need to be fixed that you are just simply experiencing life uniquely. You are in fact, furthering the evolution of us all by uniquely being who you are. And so never apologize for being yourself. Don't put yourself in situations where you can't be who you are, where you have to edit, where you have to dumb down or normalize yourself in order to find some external approval and validation. So the third commitment is to no longer seeking external validation acceptance or approval. This is a tough one for you because you're at an age right now where it's all about that. It's all about being cool and fitting in where you feel you're meant to be fitting in. But I want to remind you that the majority of people that you're turning yourself inside out for right now will not be in your life in 10 years from now. They're not going to be in your life because you're here to be of service. You're here to change the world and you're here to make a difference. So the majority of people whose acceptance and approval that you're seeking are not going to be making that difference because of those choices that they're making. So the third commitment is to no longer seeking the approval of others. Let me know if you can commit to that. Leave me a yes in the chat. No longer living for the approval and acceptance of others. Being free to be who you are, being free to love, Being free to express as you are, being free to make choices and decisions that are aligned with your heart, that are aligned with the truth of you. Wonderful. Good. Just take some breaths. So the commitment to be ourselves, the commitment to be ourselves, the commitment to be unique, to uniquely express and experience, and the commitment to no longer seek external approval. You know, life when you're in your early teens, late teens, when you're in university or college can be challenging. It's because for most of you, um, you feel, think and operate very uniquely. Meaning that some of you on this call have have a wonderful level of empathy, a wonderful level of compassion, you have sensitivity. And you don't know how to navigate that sensitivity. And so what I would say to you is that the most powerful thing that I've discovered is to rest in the awareness of my breath. That simply observing each inhalation and exhalation has transformed my life into a living meditation. And that the more I do that, the more I'm able to move through any emotion that I'm experiencing, whether it be anger, whether it be sadness or fear. That the one thing that's missing in our school system is a basic how to be human 101, the handbook that we all wish we could have received. (laughs) But the good news is that where it's not available in the school system, it is available here. Being human means experiencing everything that you're experiencing, feeling everything that you're feeling. It means coming into the profound acceptance of who you are at the level of your humanity. And the more you can end your resistance to your feelings, to your emotions, to your mind, and to every aspect of who you are, to the way that you look, the more you can end your resistance to all of these things, the more peaceful and empowered you will become. I think out of all of the things that I've shared with you, I wish that that was the one thing that somebody would have shared with me. That, you know what? It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to feel everything that you're feeling and you're going to as a part of your life. But just know that when these feelings come up, you don't have to hang out in You can simply start to become aware of your breath. You can start to relax your body. And in doing so, you'll be able to integrate those feelings. You'll be able to evolve beyond those feelings. You'll be able to allow them to flow through you. You see, we are living in this lie that there's something wrong with us. And we have been taught to deny aspects of ourselves. We've been taught to deny them. So acceptance returns us to love. It returns us to harmony it returns us to the feeling of being enough. Now, here's the hardest one and the most important one. Your value and your worth is not determined by what you produce, okay? So, this is really important. Most of you uh, are on the verge of moving into careers uh, and choosing careers that are either aligned with you or choosing careers that are significant at the level of your identity when you are awakening to who you are and you're beginning to choose from love, what you will do is choose based on that, which makes the biggest impact in the world, not necessarily that which has the biggest financial impact in your life. And the reason why this is important is because if we could overcome the, the notion that more is more, and we could simply recognize that the joy and the fulfillment that we feel in our lives comes from helping other people, We could start to all of a sudden reorient our decision making around career, vocation, creative expression or pursuit into one that is aligned with our hearts. This coronavirus situation has shown you that you don't need very much. When you think about it, what is it that you actually need on a daily basis? You need some form of a smoothie in the morning or a cup of tea, something for breakfast and You eat lunch, if you're like me, then you fast every now and again, so you don't eat dinner. Right? But we don't really need much. Okay? What's the other thing that we need? We need shelter. We need a place to live, some form of connection, and that's it. But when you think about it, you've all been at home now for six to eight weeks. You've been doing just fine. You've had more time with your family probably than you have had in a long time. And everybody's home, redefining what it means to be family. And so in this moment, begin to realize that your needs will always be provided for, that your needs will always be provided for, and that what we have to do is evolve beyond this notion of everybody becoming a billionaire and a millionaire. I have to tell you, I've met billionaires from all over the world, and the majority of them are not happy. (laughs) And once they've exhausted every material possibility and potential that there is, they call me. And typically, I have to fly to where they are and help them. (laughs) So I just want to save you time. If it is your destiny to generate wealth as a result of what you do, then so be it, but use that wealth to help other people. I understand that that's the best use of wealth. I've discovered through my own experience that entrepreneurs and people that have generated material wealth at at a level that is unprecedented, they are the happiest when they are giving it away, when they're using it for projects that they believe in, and when they are facilitating the education or upliftment of other people. When we are cured of this notion of ownership and we begin to realize that we, meaning whatever age we are now, are just the custodians of this planet and that we really are the custodians of each other, we're here to advocate on behalf of one another, we begin to find a richness inside of ourselves that is beyond any financial number that you could ever, ever attain. You see, in realizing that you're enough, you no longer have to in any way, shape or form Pay attention to what's happening at Supreme Palace. You can unsubscribe from Hypebeast. You no longer have to pay attention to what your favorite pop star is doing, wearing or drinking. And you can finally just begin to get in touch with what lights you up and what fills your heart with joy. And what lights you up and what fills your heart with joy and what you're hardwired for is to share. Is to share. Scientific scientific studies have been conducted now that prove that we receive multiple levels of enjoyment through giving than we do through receiving. That we give a multiple from giving than we do from receiving. And so when you make the choice to embark on a vocation or career, if it is service oriented, and if it is something that you believe in and something that makes a difference, then you'll be happy every day because where you will spend the majority of your time is at work. If you're just going through the motions and just living for a paycheck, I guarantee you, you won't find the fulfillment and happiness that's available to you. So, the final commitment is to being of service, is to recognizing that when we are being of service, we are offering our highest potential. And that being of service and offering our highest potential doesn't mean being a billionaire or a millionaire. I think we're living for false metrics. Our perception has been fundamentally skewed. (laughs) It means waking up every day with a smile on your face, with peace in your heart, going through your life with a smile on your face and peace in your heart, and going to bed at night with a smile on your face and peace in your heart, knowing that you helped people, knowing that you made a difference in the lives of people. We must focus on professions that are service oriented. The one thing that we're beginning to realize as a part of this pandemic is that service-oriented professions are essential. So the people that have actually continued to work throughout the pandemic are the people that offer an essential service to another human being. When you begin to transition and pivot into the working world, remember that. Remember this time, remember this moment in history, and realize that the choices that you make that are aligned with your heart will set us all free. Where you continue to try and fit in and try and belong and make other people happy, the only thing that you'll experience will be sadness and loneliness. But where you can fully awaken to the love that you are and know that you are loved as you are, that you don't need to turn yourself inside out for a boyfriend or a girlfriend, that you don't need to turn yourself inside out for the approval of people in your life, that just by being you, begin to meet people who can appreciate and love you for who you are you'll become the richest person in the world you are enough you are enough you always have been and any voice that shares in some way shape or form that you're not is an individual that isn't for you that isn't meant for you have the courage to walk away have the courage to walk away we're here to advocate on behalf of our own well-being I want you to curate your life with the same diligence that you curate your own Spotify playlists. <laughs> Pick people, songs, food, TV, media, content that furthers your life. Think of things that bring you joy and happiness and do those things every day. Because now we know that that which is repeated on a daily basis becomes a habit. That habit becomes your life. So you literally have the potential to source your life and the experience of who you are from a place of peace and joy, to cultivate a space of freedom from within you. And the more you advocate on behalf of that, and the more you are moved by that peace, by that joy, and by that love, the more you'll have a life that will be well-lived. The last thing that I'd like to share with you is that the majority of people that are on their deathbed have this awareness that they got it all wrong, that they live for all of the wrong things that they spent all of their lives trying to be successful and trying to attain some level of significance in the world, but that they missed the point. All along it was just about loving the people that they were with. It was about loving themselves. It was about making a difference here. And that's not to say that entrepreneurs and innovators don't make a difference, they do. But when they're doing it, for the collective betterment of us all, when that moment comes in that deathbed, they'll finally have peace in their hearts knowing that they lived a life that was worth living. I want you to live a life that's worth living. I want you to live a life that makes a difference. I want you to live a life where you experience love in your heart every day, where you're able to smile, where you experience joy, where you're living inside of a metric of success that is peace, where you're living inside of a life that is something that brings you happiness. Because the truth is, it's not about what everyone else is saying and doing. It's about you. It's about what you want, you have to live your life. You have to be with yourself. And at night, when you're by yourself, that's when the truth comes out. And in that moment, I want you to feel peaceful and happy that your life touched another life, that you made a difference, and that in some small way, you transformed the world. I have to tell you that at my most successful, I was my most miserable. I'm gonna leave you with that for a moment, just take a breath. At my most successful, I was my most miserable. Just take a breath and just be with that. And I was my most miserable because all of a sudden, people were relating to me as the success and the fame, instead of who I was as a person. So don't ever lose sight of who you are as a person don't ever lose sight of what makes you happy of what serves you of why you're here don't ever lose sight of what you've come here to do and always surround yourselves with people that will tell you the truth my greatest blessing during that window of time was my mother and my wife who have no problem telling me exactly how they feel in any given moment and they have no problem telling me about exactly how they feel in any given moment and so be grateful for the fact that people tell you the truth. Surround yourselves with those individuals because success, all of these carrots that are being dangled in front of us are empty promises and when you get there they'll taste like ashes in your mouth because they're not why you're here. You're not here to become famous and successful and to make a lot of money. You're here to be of service and you're here to transform the world and I know that's a very different message than you're being given right now through social media and through mainstream media channels. But again, I just want you to save you the time and the pain of chasing something that is empty and hollow and vacuous. So again, commit to being yourself. Commit to embracing your uniqueness. Commit to keeping the company of people who uplift you. Curate your life like a playlist. Find music, people, movies, circumstances and situations that uplift you. Cultivate your life on the feeling that you wish to experience every day. Because when you reorient your life around that feeling and you have the courage to be in your uniqueness, you'll be that rainbow-colored zebra and you won't care anymore. No part of you will matter that you look different, that you feel different. And in being that rainbow-colored zebra, you'll realize the reason why you were born. You'll realize the reason why you are here and you'll be able to make the difference. That only you have come here to share. I, through so many windows of time in my life, have gone through a fundamental redefinition and a fundamental revision. And I have to tell you that as much as some of you may not be enjoying this self isolation self quarantine, it's the best gift that you could have ever given to yourself. It's the best gift because during this time, you are getting a snapshot of how lucky you are, of how blessed you are. The one thing that doesn't make it through this crisis is entitlement. You'll never take a hug for granted ever again. You'll never take human connection for granted ever again. You'll never take your rights and your liberties for granted ever again. So as much as we are still not fully through this window of time, there is so much to be grateful for and thankful for as we reemerge from it and as we navigate our way through it. And so I want you more than ever to recognize that this life is a gift, that it's fragile, that it's a blessing and that how you live every day is the most important thing of all. And that again, If you are being who you are and daring to be different, then you'll be able to navigate your way through any circumstance, calamity or challenge. Because there's an incredible power inside of you. There's an incredible contribution inside of you and an incredible light inside of you. And so as someone who had to go through that revision as a result of not living the fullness of who I am in my teens and in my early twenties, I'm very happy to say, that if you really listen to what I'm saying, and if you really bent on yourself and advocate for who you are and for other people who have yet to discover their power, then you'll begin to see an incredible transformation occur not just in your life, but in the lives of everyone that you meet. We're here to be unique. Dare to be different. Dare to live from your heart. Dare to have the courage to blaze your own unique path. Dare to study what you feel called to study. Dare to experience whatever it is that you wish to experience within the course of your life. Advocate on behalf of health. Advocate on behalf of peace, love, and possibility. And that will guide you to where you're meant to be. I want to thank you all for allowing this old man to share with you. I trust that some of the things that I've shared have been of service to you. And again, I'm grateful for this opportunity to speak to you Because in speaking to you, I'm sharing with myself. I'm sharing with beautiful aspects of myself. And I'm finally able to deliver the message that I wish I would have received when I was between the ages of about 13 to 21 or 22. And so thank you. Remember your commitments. Remember your uniqueness is your superpower. And remember that there's nothing wrong with being a rainbow-colored zebra. Thank you.